It's the evening before Thanksgiving, and for many San Diegans, tomorrow won't be easy. Not just because of hosting a Thanksgiving meal, but also the burden of caregiving. Many San Diegans are part of the so-called sandwich generation, meaning that they are both parents and taking care of their parents in some capacity. As America's population ages and the population of elders with dementia and Alzheimer's increases, balancing holiday traditions with caregiving will become an increasingly common task. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. As the holiday season approaches, it seems caregivers have even more on their plate. So that's why we have two members of Caregiver SD in the studio right now, Juliet Hendricks, the editor, and Lauren Mapp, the reporter for Caregiver SD. First, what is this part of the Union Tribune and what does it do? Hi, I'm Juliet, and I'm the editor of Caregiver SD. We have a resource website that the Union Tribune launched in April of 2018, and it gives caregivers, family caregivers specifically, an opportunity to go to our site and get some answers to their questions and to be able to navigate their road of caregiving, which uh, typically spans about four years and changes very frequently during that time. So we try to have a broad range of resource uh, information there to help them. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's kind of a one-stop shop for everything people need to know about dealing with people who are getting older and the kind of challenges that that creates. That's exactly right. And as we near the holidays, that often creates even more challenges for caregivers, and that's what you've been working on, Lauren. I guess let's start from the kind of thousand-foot view. What are the biggest challenges that caregivers typically face in the holiday season when you have all the usual stuff you have to do on top of helping someone? So when you're the caregiver for someone, you have all this extra responsibility anyway. Um, But when it comes to the holidays and you're adding in decorating and making cookies and going to look at uh, Christmas lights or whatever it is that you're doing around the holidays. And I think from speaking to caregivers in the past couple of weeks, a lot of them have uh, mentioned that the biggest issue is trying to balance their traditions with their new role as a caregiver. The suggestion is to amend the way that you celebrate the holidays and to build new traditions that are less cumbersome. Yeah, I imagine that becomes a source of tension in which some people say, oh, we've always done it this way, but if a member of the family can't participate in the same way as the past, that's kind of the perfect storm for a holiday fight. Yeah, definitely. And then you also have the issue of you have family coming in from out of town and they haven't seen the person living with dementia in a while. And, you know, they might not recognize that that new person now. And so kind of updating people ahead of time and being like, you know, this is the progress of the disease that they're in and this is um, what they look like now that can really help to kind of ease into the holidays. Mm -hmm. And uh, Juliet, as you've been managing the caregiver ST for some time. Can you give us some context about kind of the size and scope of caregiving in San Diego? We know we have an aging population, but what is it like here? Well, what I know is we have about 500,000 family caregivers uh, in San Diego County. And I think that that, and that does not take into account the paid caregivers. So there, it is a huge population. And uh, what I've also learned is that a lot of these family caregivers really don't identify as caregivers until they're about a year into the process. Because what happens is they start by doing some errands and running uh, parents to the doctors and getting groceries. And pretty soon they find that it's taking a big chunk of their time and, oh, I'm a caregiver. So about a half a million people in, in our county. Mm-hmm. And I imagine when the holidays come in, especially if you're in that second phase, 
that's where it gets really kind of contentious and difficult to schedule at the very least. Yes, and for caregivers who are in that uh, what we call the sandwich generation where they're taking care of their parents, an aging parent or in-law, as well as they have children of their own in the home, it becomes really, really uh, a, a burden. And they don't probably wouldn't use that word, but uh, from, from my perspective, it's a lot of weight on uh, just one individual to be taking care of so much. I imagine those in that sandwich generation are perhaps the most stressed at this time. What are some strategies for coping, Lauren? So one of the biggest strategies is to um, call, like reach out for help. There are support groups that meet almost every week throughout the county. Uh, you can also call. Uh, Alzheimer's Association has a, uh, a 1-800 number. The number is 1-800-272-3900. There's also, um, you know, you can assess what you really want around this um, time of the year. And so if there are certain things that are priorities, f- figuring out how people can help you with, with getting those done. Mm-hmm. And specifically, with people who are perhaps recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's or dementia, what are some of the kind of key tips to having a, you know, a successful holiday, I guess is one way to put it. But like, what are the things that make this period of time easier for people like that? Well, I can answer that uh, from what I know. Um, A big part of that is to build space around every activity. Um, overscheduling is a problem I think that all of us have, but overscheduling when you're dealing with someone with dementia can be very problematic for everybody. And so maybe just have one thing you're going to do that day and have that be your build around. Um, also to, to build in some quiet time for people with uh, uh, living with dementia or Alzheimer's disease, have a, a place where they can go to get away from sort of maybe the noisiness or the, the you know, merriment that's going on and just to have a little place for a timeout uh, so they don't get overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the uh, Alzheimer's Association, once again, they, um, they suggest checking in with the person with dementia to make sure that you are both celebrating with them but also not overwhelming them. So having a, a clear you know communication with them to make sure that they're still on the same page with you. Mm-hmm. And now that caregiving and living with individuals who are suffering from these diseases, have you guys noticed a change in tone or a change in, I guess, like the culture for incorporating, you know, these elders in our lives in a way that still, you know, respects them in a sense? Because it seems that culturally we're at a moment in which we're being honest about how intense and how powerful these diseases are. Are we to a point in which this is kind of, you know, we've established a system that benefits both people in this situation? Well, I think that's tough. I think it's really a family by family basis because everybody's situation is different. And the the trajectory that Alzheimer's takes or dementia takes is individ- is you know, based on the individual. And so some families I know have not had that tough a, tough a time with it. Um, others, it's been a slog. And so I don't know if there's an overarching, um, uh, for me, answer to that. But I, I do know that it's, you know, one family at a time. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And I would add that, you know, there's so many more people that are uh, kind of getting to that stage of being over 65, like, in the next few years, more of our population is going to be in that age bracket, and so it is becoming more prevalent just from sheer number stance. Um, so I think it's affecting more families than it might, it might have years ago. Um, 
but yeah, I think I agree with Juliet. Like every family is going to have a different approach to it. Um, families like mine, my family is Native American. We have a very um, hands-on family. Um, but other families, they might not have seen their parents for years and now they're taking care of them. Mm-hmm, certainly. And as we get into the end of the year, um, what uh, questions or what concerns do you hear from readers about what they need to do in this time? Are, are you getting any kind of feedback about kind of, you know, the changes that are going on? Well, I know that we've gotten a lot of feedback about a, a recent story about the respite voucher program in the county. And so it's a discount for um, for anybody. It's not um, it's not based on income. So people can get discounted rates for respite care. And that can really help alleviate a caregiver's stress by having someone in the family or some, someone taking care of the family member um, while they do errands or go to the salon or just, you know, take care of themselves. And I guess finally, is there anything that uh, readers should look forward to in the coming weeks from Caregiver SD? Yes, I would love to answer that question because we have our third annual Caregiver SD Community Expo coming up in March. It will be at the Paradise Point Resort and Spa in Mission Bay this year on March 21st. Our first two events, which were held in uh, June of 18 and April of 19, were very successful. We had maybe 5,000 caregivers coming out and just um, having a day to learn about uh, caregiving, navigating caregiving, and to enjoy themselves. We had a pampering pavilion where they could get some services like express manicures and massages. And, uh, and so we're hoping to recreate that in March, and we encourage uh, caregivers to come and see what that's like. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the third Tuesday of December, uh, we have our issue, uh, Caregiver SD issue conference, and the cover story is going to be about caregiving around the holidays. All right, Juliet Hendricks, Lauren Mapp, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. In other caregiving news, Installing smart home devices might be a way to help a loved one live at home a little longer. With the rise of the Internet of Things, everything from smart lights to pill dispensers can help ensure an elder is safe while at home. For a listing of suggested digital devices to help caregiving, go to uniontrib.com slash smartcaregiving. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to uniontrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.